Welcome back to another episode, everybody. <laughs> Kyle he Parks here with Life in the Fast Lane. How we doing, Nick? Good, Kyle. How are you, buddy? <sighs> I'm fired up. I'm fired up. Yeah, I went and hung out with my buddy Ben yesterday. We got some content on the DMT. You already edited some videos and they're sick. Oh, dude, I'm having a blast right now. Isn't it cool? Yeah, and it's funny. I'm just doing it while I'm like going to bed, get a couple mm-hmm. videos put together, and then, you know, Go from there. That's so what I sat in my uh, in my Shelby last night in my garage. Now that the doors are insulated, and it's quiet, it's not super cold in there now. And I just, oh, it, did it actually help with like the temperature? Oh, it completely like it, it. It took the bite out of the air. That's crazy. Yeah. So I just sat in my car and I was just sitting there playing around, making. I didn't do any video editing. I did like image editing. Yeah. And it was it turned out really making good. things a little crisper and all yeah. that fun stuff. Yeah. Just trying to get it, videos. Is, everything's always coming at you so fast online. Sometimes it's nice is to see an ad. Yeah. It's a still ad, and you can kind of like sit there and look at it for yeah, a Yeah, just make it clean. Yeah, that's what I was doing. That's all I was doing. I now, downloaded some app that you could like crop video or crop pictures, and it's cool. Well, it's cool now on a phone. like you can make a sticker out of a picture, so you just press on the image, and it, you found that out, and mm-hmm. you and I were just playing with that for 10, 15 minutes one day in your office. You know, my phone's got that stylus or that pen or whatever, and I yeah. can like crop little sections out. It's, it's wild. It's cool. Yeah, Mr. Samsung. Yes, baby. <laughs> I'm not an iPhone guy. All right, well, let's jump into this this Life in the Fast Lane podcast. So what are we going to be chatting about today? Momentum, baby. Oh, my! this is probably my favorite subject. I like momentum. So momentum is hard to build because I know a lot of people, especially when it comes to like outside factors, things kind of hit you down or it makes you feel like it's getting you down. Mm-hmm. But if you can find a way to build that momentum so that those outside factors aren't bothering you, mm-hmm. dude. So You're unstoppable. Yeah. So it this is this is incredible. You're very very correct and and, and well said. It's it you gosh. You've got to look at things when when you're down or you're behind, and you got to stop looking at where you want to be right in that very moment. Yes, you're you're two laps down in a race, right? Or you're you know what's what is it in baseball when you're down a few runs it's a few runs right that's a gavin question okay well they're down a few runs in baseball right or you know in business down bases or something i don't know i think it's runs whatever not baseball people here yeah either way well there's one yeah no i'm coming <laughs> in the podcast yeah gavin's somewhere else he, he's our he's our uh, resident baseball guy but um you know a lot of people get very frustrated in the moment when they should be digging Yes. Stop worrying about, okay, look, take it landscape, for instance. If you're digging a ditch, if you're just worried about getting it done, it's going to be a miserable task. But if you worry about getting it right and focusing on each shovel and digging it in a way that's not going to wear you out and that you're going to make good progress. I'll give you a great, for instance, in this digging thing. I have this big asphalt pad behind my shop. Yeah. And the other day, uh, one of our guys, Sam, wanted to bring his boat and store it on this, this pad. And since I sold my landscape company, this pad has just become like, the junk drawer of my property <laughs> like all the pallets go there and all the cr6 and all the logs and firewood there's a lot of firewood when we moved <clears throat> it yeah it was it's very annoying is yeah. what it is it's it's not i should have never let it get this far but between having kids starting a new business this that and the next thing i just i forgot about it I'm yeah saying, i'm not even gonna mess with it so sam comes over and there's this pile of sand uh concrete sand and i looked at him and i i said here here's a shovel i'm gonna take a shovel and I gave him a like a plow shovel, like a snow plow shovel. Yeah. And I said, watch this. And I showed him how to push the sand. And as I did it, I explained to him, hey, you don't need to take so much at one time. Just yeah. take this manageable amount. And what's going to happen is when you take a manageable amount, A, you're not going to break your tool. 
B, you're not going to wear yourself out. And C, you're not going to get frustrated. So that, yeah. that mental game is a huge thing in this momentum conversation. Well, it's like a bulldozer. It's like you, a know, bulldozer. you don't want to dig too deep, but you also want to get enough so that you're still moving what you need. Right. So if you're in a bulldozer and you take off a bigger chunk than you could chew, what happens to the bulldozer? You stop. You stop, but you spin your wheels. Yeah. When you spin your wheels, you get very frustrated because you're not getting any kind of forward progress. So sometimes taking a smaller bite and then allowing it to to push through is better. So this 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 you know deal with Sam and I in, in our back lot and moving this concrete sand. I was using an edging shovel, so it, it's not meant to do what I was doing. Or no 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 no. I take that back. I started with that, and then I looked over and I had a snow shovel, like an actual one you can like lift snow with. Yeah. And I was scooping it, and I'm only taking like the first three or four inches of it and throwing it and throwing it. And he's like, "Why don't you grab more?" And I'm like, "Dude, I'm going to be able to survive this, and my tools gonna be able to survive this." Guess whose shovel was broken halfway through? Probably his. His. Because he's young, he's aggressive, he's not thinking long-term, and I'm just pecking away at it, pecking away at it, pecking away at it. It's like when we were doing testing on the DMT the one time, Jamie was just heave-ho and heave-ho, heave-ho, and he was like, oh, man, I could do, you know, outdo anybody here. And you were just like, no, dude, like, Kyle's in it for the long run. He's taking his time because he has to go out and do the same exact thing after work. Yeah. It's, you know? So with momentum, you have to be able to create it, but then also sustain it. Yeah. Momentum is not about short-term. It's a long-term thing. Uh, in racing, when I started racing go-karts, go-karts are five-horsepower, alcohol-fueled little jokers. Yeah. That five-horsepower ain't going to get you out of the hole. It's It won't pull you off the corner. It's slow. Um, it won't do a burnout. Like, it's terrible. So in go-karts, we have to learn how to hold that momentum through the corners. And what that means is basically let off the throttle and the clu- or and the brake and, and drive a- around the corner in such a way that the cart will just perpetually move and just yeah. continue to roll. And so when it comes to business or life and creating that momentum for yourself, it becomes about reducing drag, right? And when I say reducing drag, that means reducing weight off of yourself. If you need to you know, if you need to stop drinking, if you need to stop smoking, if you need to stop staring at your phone, do certain things to limit the amount of time you're on your phone or limit yourself on, on alcohol or limit yourself on TV time. Something that will allow you to stay focused on your, on your goal. And, and what you're going to do is when you create that momentum, it's not, it's not hard to create momentum because a lot of people get in there and you get gung ho and they're like, let's go. It's the whole, um, New Year's Eve, New New Year's resolution. Yeah. Right? It's easy to come up with that, but then go to a gym January. It's packed. Go there in April. It's empty. Yeah, again. Because <laughs> because no one knows how to sustain that momentum. And what they do is they're like, I need a I need a um beach body by, you know, by June or, or whatever. And they work 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 and they're biting off more than they can chew and they end up wearing themselves out. And then once the time comes, they're like, well, I'm not the body I want, but it's good enough. And all right, let's go to the beach. And next thing you know, you're drinking, you're partying, you're eating your face off, and now you're back overweight again. And then you got to start the whole process over again. Yep. It is a self-induced uh, just problem. You're doing it to yourself. So when you're creating momentum, it's easier to create it. It's harder to sustain it. So keep that in mind while you're doing it. How do I sustain momentum? What I do is I check myself every single day. I go, okay, dude, what was your intake? What was, what would you put out? What did you, you know, I basically just do that analysis on where I'm at and I'm honest with myself. It's an input output equation. It is. And a lot of people just, they give themselves some kind of excuse, some kind of an out of, I got to go feed the dog. I got to go cook dinner for this person. My friend called me. My girlfriend needs help, whatever. 
pick something and and they lose that momentum whereas i'll give you a great for instance momentum is created in the smallest moments possible so when you're traveling to work you know what what's in your mind what are you thinking about because whatever you think about the most is what will become when you get to work and say you have a coworker and they're trying to help you to do a process maybe a little bit more efficiently because you're in the box and they're not and it's not that you're doing it wrong but they come in and they say hey if we do it this way it's gonna be easier on you well it, if you look at it short term you're gonna get upset with that person and then they're gonna end up resenting each other because one's trying to help one's just trying to get a job done and the, the goal and the reality of it is is they're both correct they're both trying to get it done and one's just trying to help you get it done easier and faster and and that's where things go sideways when when people don't stop think and then they can move forward you know what i mean yeah so it, it is it is it, if you want to be successful in your life and when i say successful it could be anything from a good relationship with your parents a good relationship with your spouse a good relationship just at work a um, successful career that all stems from momentum and what a lot of people i've i've actually felt this that i have felt this for the first time this year which was the monotony of getting up and going to work and then coming home getting up and going to work and coming home and what i had to do was i had to find a way to break out of it the way i did it I drove to work in a different pattern. I didn't take the same road. I do the same thing all the time. Do you really? Yep. Where do you, like how? What, so you instead of hopping on the highway to getting ninety seven and coming over by where the Starbucks is, mm-hmm. I can go around where the police station is, or I go the route that Gavin does, which is down Maple Andover, and then on through Aviation. Mm. So I just change it up. Interesting. That's yeah, cool. I don't, and it's even the same way like coming home from the boat. Like I don't even, I don't take ten to come home all the time. I go, you know what, Chloe, pick for really? a coin. No kidding. Yeah. See, when I was growing up, when I was in my 20s, I was so hyper-efficient that I would take the fastest road no matter what. I didn't care about monotony. I I knew that if I wasted a single second stopping at 7-Eleven and getting a drink or making a a useless phone call, like I'm a terrible friend. Point blank, period, end of story. Don't be my friend. I am not good at calling people. I am not good at... um, holding those relationships because i have something else that i'm i'm focused on yeah and that's dawson manufacturing and mulch mate and truck mate and cart mate and all the other mates and everything else we do um along with the carlson coaching you know i'm 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 so i'm so geared to to win period and the only way i can do that is by holding that momentum by doing the things that i can do to keep my spirits up keep my mind clean keep my mind you know aggressive um this podcast helps me like I like coming in and chatting about all this with everybody just for the simple fact that you know I I know it can help and like I was listening to our podcast coming into work this morning (laughs) and I'm like oh that's a good point oh I like that oh yeah I remember uh, you know I don't even remember these conversations I just I just spew out what I think in that subject I try to keep everything on the rails and then I move on from there is that your boy yep Ah, we we have a friend pulling in our uh, our parking lot one of Kyle's is that Penn uh no, that's Ahmed. Uh, okay, one of those guys. Yeah, gotcha. Um, no, he's coming to borrow one of one of Kyle's tools out of his truck. Anyway, um, this momentum conversation is is absolutely absolutely crucial. And one of the things that I always preach to my children is practice. Yeah. So when when you practice something, what's the end goal, Kyle? I have I have what I think it is. I'd like to hear what you have to say. 
So I like to think of it as repetition creates, I don't want to say perfection, but it gets you as close to that goal as possible. So when we would play lacrosse, the uh, coaches would always preach shoot overhand. Shoot overhand. It's how you get the most accurate shot because you're shooting on a um, straight surface versus if you're side-arming it. it there's it's many timing. different – well, that and there's also different angles that the ball can go because if you're shooting a sidearm shot mm-hmm. – that ball's going on many different planes. You can hit from bottom, top, left, right, versus if you're shooting overhand every single time, you're only shooting on one plane, and it's going straight towards where you want it to go. Um, so it was just a repetition thing, and as you would go, the more accurate you would get. It's just like you know shooting a gun. You, the first time you shoot a gun, you don't know how to do it. You're just you're trying to play around with it, and as you have the repetition, the shots get closer and closer together. Mm-hmm. And then eventually if you're a dead shot you're getting it to that same hole every single time yeah nearly. it's the same thing with a cross is if you're shooting for the corner pocket you hit that corner pocket every single time the first couple of times you're you know over the goal under the, you know a little bit further into the net you're way off mm-hmm. you know or if you have a greaser as we call them which is when the balls get really slick yeah. the balls tend to just go wherever the heck they feel like going mm-hmm. But if it's a good ball and you're shooting dead nuts every time in that corner, that's your repetition. Then you move to a sidearm shot. Then you move to changing planes. Nice. Then you move to, you know, on the on the move. Nice. You know, yeah. of course, you want to keep your feet moving in lacrosse, but it's yeah. it's all about the repetition. That's interesting. I, I like that. I don't know much about lacrosse, but that's cool. But the, lacrosse so- is a very – it's a hard sport because it's a lot of hand-eye coordination. And people – baseball is easy because you're used to where your hands are. Versus, like, so if you're throwing the ball and catching it, you know where your hands are when you're catching it. Versus lacrosse stick, you can have a six foot pole, you can have a attack pole, you can have the goalie pole. Like, they're all different sorts of things. And granted, you're not playing different positions, but it's something to get used to because you're dealing with a foot and a half roughly off of where your hands placed to catch the ball and then throw again. Well, you're always in a different spot too. Exactly. It's where like baseball. Uh, baseball is very repetitious. Right? Yeah. Same. You're in this little box. This one area, yeah, that's and that's a very controlled space. That yeah, and I mean when they pitch the ball, it's only can be like a little area, like what foot and a half tall, foot wide, something like that. Yeah, I have to show you some lacrosse videos, of like some of the highlights, and just watching how fast that ball's moving. Because oh yeah, I mean when it's being shot, it's a hundred mile an hour. Oh, I believe it. Yeah, I've, you know what I like I like hockey. Yeah, pucks move, boy. Woo-hoo! I want to I want to see it, Justin. Oh, he's fast. Yeah. Yeah, he's fast. He's a monster. Um, when it comes to this, this momentum and, and practice conversation, my definition of practice is shorter than yours, but probably if, if you broke them all down, it's probably the exact same. Yeah. Which is what we said in racing was practice till you can't get it wrong. Yeah. Like literally every time I would take a corner in a car or hit a new racetrack, I could pick up on the line within a lap or two and I, I literally – I could close my eyes and run that track. And great example – Sunsets. We always race, and the sun would be setting. Yeah. And you'd come off a of turn four or something. You can't see shit. There is literally, it's 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 so bright you can't see anything. So when you come off the corner, you're full throttle, and you're supposed to end up about two to three inches off the wall on your right side of the car. Yeah. On the passenger side, and you're doing that into the sunlight. You can't see anything. Sweat's pouring into your eyes. Your 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 heart rate is at as is at like 170. The car is a is 130 140 degrees inside there. You're in a fire suit, strapped into the point you can't even breathe hardly. 
Like, that is an extreme environment. Plus the 200 miles out of the car. Plus you're bumping somebody. Plus somebody's bumping you. Plus there's somebody on the inside, and you can't see. And you got to pee. Yeah, literally. <laughs> so in, in, in anybody that's like doesn't understand racing, there you go. There's a great analogy on how insane of an environment it is for a race car driver. Watching it, you don't you don't get a chance to understand that until somebody tells you or you experience yeah. it. But we would practice till you couldn't get it wrong. Some people say practice makes perfect and yada yada. And, and I keep telling my kids, they want to practice until they get it right. And I'm like, you only got it right once. Yeah. Like anybody a squirrel can a squirrel finds not every once in a while right exactly this is i try to tell my kids like literally practice 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 until you're you're it's it's ingrained into your soul now how does that translate over into momentum you have to practice the things that you know that'll serve you that will create the momentum and that will hold it right so you have to set up routines you have to set up checkpoints in your daily routine that after it's like losing weight. When I was losing weight, every single day, I would strip down naked. I would jump on the scale. Naked. It always gets me. Naked. At <laughs> six, it was like 5.30, 6 o'clock in the morning. I would I would check my weight, and then I'd get home from work about 5.30. I'd do it again. I'd check my weight. I would use the head. I'd eat. I would then jump from eating like uh, a salad and chicken, and then I'd go out on this trail, and I'd walk or I'd bike or do something with my kids. I would never stop moving. And so once I created that 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 pattern, that habit, that and I practiced it over and over and over, Next thing I knew, I was down 125 pounds, and I was down to 220 pounds. Yeah. Now, 220 pounds on a six foot, almost four frame, a little skinny. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't like it being that skinny. I like, I like the 240, 250 range. I'm at like 265, so I need to lose a bit of weight. But it is, it is so crucial to develop and test. Te- was it you I was talking about the other day about testing, 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 testing? I think it was you. Well, I was sending all those um, videos last night. You were just like, just keep going until you get something perfect. Yeah. You, you know. I could sit there and tell you what to do, but you have to put in the work, put in the time, and keep testing, keep testing until you see what catches. Yeah, you'll you'll feel it. You'll be like, this is good. It's like fishing. So if like, you put the um, bait down in the water, you, you'll feel the nibbles. And it's not the nibble that you have to wait on. You typically have to wait till you feel a pull, and that's when you set the hook. Is that what happens? Yeah, you don't want to. You don't want to yank it when you feel the the quick thud. Mm-hmm. When you get a full pull, that's when you pull back on it. That's when you set the hook in the fish's mouth, especially when you're live lining, because you have when you're live lining, you have a live fish on the hook. Mm-hmm. You put it in the water. You still feel it swimming. When you feel that thing taken off, you want to give it ten sec or we normally give it five to ten seconds. You let it run, and then when the fish kind of goes dead, is what we call it. That's when the rockfish typically, this is for rockfish live lining, is has got a hold of the uh, your bait mm-hmm. and is flipping it in its gills around because it likes it catches it. I believe tail first, but it wants to swallow that fish head first because of the dorsal fin. Hmm. Otherwise, if you if it swallows it. Um, tail first the dorsal fins will snag in the uh, fish's throat and potentially kill it oh interesting so it's it it spins the fish around in its gills so you give it that five to ten seconds to spin that fish around and then you set the hook because then the hook's set in the way that you need it it catches in the lip and you're golden the more you know yep wow okay well there's my fishing lesson for the day i i was a crabber i was never a fisher um that's really cool but um yeah like I'll give you another great for instance. A lot of people, they try to be an influencer on social media. And I am by no means that person. When when you set out 
to do something. We're going to take this podcast, for instance, or any of our Dawson Manufacturing MulchMate social medias. By the way, follow us at MulchMateUSA.com and all the social media platforms. MulchMate. Uh, MulchMate. Um, but it when I started it, <clears throat> all, all I was after was just simply getting in front of eyeballs. Everybody seems to, and I'm not, I shouldn't say everybody. I, I notice a ton of people, they try to get on there because they want the recognition. They want the fame. They want to be the dirt monkey and the whoever yeah. else of landscape or the car guys or, you know, anybody that's on social media, they, they're, they're taking a million selfies. I, I have family members that they take so many selfies and I'm at the gym and then this and then that. And it's like, okay, first off, you're doing the same thing everybody else is doing. That's not going to get you anywhere. Second off, you're you're so caught up in the fame, you should just worry about getting the work done. Like this podcast, for instance, I don't I don't ask you how many downloads we get. I don't ask you any information, do I? Have I ever? Not at all. Ever. Because to me, if I start thinking about that, that clogs my mind space. And then what that doesn't allow me to do is it doesn't allow me to think clearly and to speak on the topics that we need to speak about, all I focus on is delivering a great, valuable message to our listeners, and that's it. And it will grow organically however it wants to grow. You're in charge of putting it out there. I try to share it. I try to tell people, hey, go listen to it, and I'm done. Exactly. And I go back to work. And when I go back to work, I'm creating that momentum. And take, for instance, this time of year. So by the time this podcast gets released, it'll be sometime in December. And a lot of people in December, okay, here we go. So in December is one of the, what I call the laziest months of the year. Yeah. A lot of people lift off the throttle. Oh, it's the holidays. Oh, I'm going to eat this cake. Oh, I'm going to do this. Oh, don't worry about the diet. You know, this is my cheat month. This is my cheat day. It's my cheat week. Whatever. Exactly. No, 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 no. This is when you throttle down. This is when I put my fucking foot on your throat and I will take you out. I was looking this morning. I had somebody, uh, there's there's a competitor of ours, a com- air quotations, competitor. And within the first 16 people that looked at our story this morning, he was one of them. Really? Bro, go back to work. Stop watching what I'm doing because you're, you're a fan. You're a fan of what we're doing, and I am paving the way, and you need to go back to work. If you were going to beat us, if you're going to take us out, if you're going to try to outdo us, you ain't going to be able to do it watching my social media, buddy. I'm not watching yours. I haven't looked at yours in a year. Like, I don't even – the last time I saw it was on one of my engineering team's computers. I'm not worried about you, bro. Yeah. Go back to work. And so everybody else that's listening to this, stop worrying about everyone else. When, when Thanksgiving comes, do your push-ups. When Thanksgiving comes – Eat that food, but don't, don't, you know, don't overindulge. Don't overindulge. That way, tomorrow, the day after, get your ass to work. I sent out a big text yesterday, didn't I, Kyle? You did. About, hey, guys, so thankful to have all y'all on my team. I understand that Friday is a, has been a big subject around here about do we take off? Do we, you know, whatever. And what I did, actually, Kyle, why don't you share with everybody what I so said? So you left it up to us as a team that if we wanted to come in, we can all come in. But if we want to take off, it is not a paid day. Mm-hmm. It is a day for us to just kind of relax, take the time with the family. And which I had already told you beforehand is I would I would like to take the time because it's my first Thanksgiving with my baby with my baby girl. Mm-hmm. So I would like to take that time and just enjoy with her and maybe even like we were we were talking yesterday, um, go up to Valley View Farms, which is a place up here that you can get some really cool Christmas stuff. It's just taking her in there and watching her face, seeing yeah. how she enjoys the 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 Christmas 
stuff, the people, all that. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Getting her around that environment of just being thankful, being you know grateful for having what you have. So. And then what did I finish the text off with? Do you remember? Uh, I don't remember. The only thing I remember at the end was the, like, hey, just let me know by this time, but I would really like to do it as a team. Exactly, and I gave you a deadline. Yeah. The deadline is the most important part of that whole text. Yeah. It, it What I did was I said thank you first. I showed appreciation. I talked about the subject, and I ended it with I need to know by a certain time. And that gives us that deadline, and that's what holds the momentum because I don't just willy-nilly just allow things to just swim around like fish. Exactly. Right? I keep the leash on things. I give you enough leash to hang yourself. So don't – don't. I won't allow you guys to hang yourself. So I just then say, hey, let's do this as a team because if if everybody takes off but, like, one guy, yeah. then then the managers aren't here or whoever's not here. And then Oh, George will be in a shop by himself even though he doesn't have a key. With, yeah, with no <laughs> with nobody to, like, help him if – like, what if somebody got hurt? What if he got hurt he was by here, here by himself? Yeah. I don't, I don't believe in that. That's a massive liability. It's a massive liability. And I believe that when you stick together with good people and put yourself in – we're pack animals. Yeah. We are. So – we need to, to do that, but at the same time, I underst- I do understand mental health. I do understand taking some time, and this time is the time of year that most people need it. If you want to achieve greatness, you don't even care. Like, I don't care. Like, Friday, I'll be working. No, no. It was two weeks ago or whatever it was when I gave everybody off on that Friday or whatever it was. I was here. Yeah. All day long, and I got a lot of, a lot of shit done. Well, I'm still going to take the um – the podcast computer home and get some editing done as well as get so because we're like we said we're working on a shopify and i'm going to get that taken care of so by the time we're back in the office before december that can be ready published to go yeah perfect and that, and that's that is a good way of, of holding the momentum and, and carrying that balance between family and business and work and wanting to achieve because you know if you clock in during the time i'm okay with that right because you're you are working now if you decide not to what I would hope is in your head is that, okay, greater good, greater good, greater good. We're going to be able to, in 10 years, we're going to be five extra years ahead because of this hour I put in here and this hour I put in here. This morning, I had been on my phone working since six o'clock, posting, 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 posting. Ha ha. No, you didn't Did I get him? You didn't get it. Son of a gun. He went that way. There's a gnat in my face. I'm going to kill him. He's been here for two days. But, you know, going back to the whole momentum deal, it, it all comes back to how bad you want it. And how much are you willing to put in and, 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 and really dig deep? So like Christmas morning, you go ahead and you open, you, you're present with your kids, not presents, present for your kids or present for your partner, right? Whether it's male, female, whatever. Go in there, be present, get the day going, get it done. But then, you know, somewhere during that day, do something to better yourself. Go do some push-ups. Go send that one email and thank that one customer. Like you would not believe how amazing it is when I get an email and I don't get many of these cause I don't think many people practice this enough. Yeah. But like say Belmont, our trailer manufacturer just sent me an email and said, Nick, we really appreciate your business. Like from Jake, the head guy. Yeah. J- if Jake emailed me and just said, Hey dude, I really appreciate the partnership. It's been a wild ride in a good way. Um, you know, thank you, whatever. I'm not going to, I'm not going to elaborate anymore on that. You know how far that goes with me? That keeps me front of mind, right? That keeps him front of mind for me. And the next time I I need something, I can go to him. And it keeps that communication wider open, open wider. Uh, It it creates even that little bit more momentum. And then when I see that come through, like, on a certain time or a certain day, like, 
you're thinking about me on Christmas Day? Like, wow, that's kind of crazy. Like, yeah. I can't believe that. Now, you can't do that with everybody, but you can do it. You know what you could? Honestly, you could. You could put together a text right now and schedule to go out Christmas morning. Yeah. Now, that's faking it, but that's also very, very smart. So there's a difference between faking it and smart. So in order to create that momentum and keep it rolling, you have to set up the systems in place, you know, the emails, the structures, everything that you're doing in your life, whether it's at home or at work or for your mental space, vacation time. If you can plan out your success, that's going to create and hold that momentum. So I really feel that if you're, if you're able to put that together, I think you're going to be a very, very successful uh, human being. I think you're going to be a lot more calm. I think that you're going to be able to live a better life because I, I was talking to somebody yesterday about this and it was, you know, they were talking about, well, you should, you're talking about workers. They were talking about work or something. And I said, dude, if, if I, when I die, I really don't want owner and CEO of Dawson Manufacturing on my headstone. I really don't want that. Yeah. So you have to balance this momentum. And when I say momentum, it's not always about work. For instance, I'll give you a great example. I used to put together a dream board. I still have my dream board. And it used to be all work-related. Yeah. And I'm like, one day I woke up and I'm like, my identity is work. It's not Nick. That's not right. You got to have both, you know, because you're doing both. Like you spend more time at work in a lifetime typically than you do with your own family. So, A, cherish the time you do have with your family. B, get smart, schedule things out, get things, systems in place to allow you to free you up. Like this morning, I was able to, I actually left. I left my house on time this morning. Left it, uh, I normally leave it like um, 7.15. Yeah. And I'm on my way and I'm like, I need a change of routine. I need to go a different way. So I went a different way and I'm driving and um, I'm starting to get dinged by everybody on social media. I'm like, I'm checking in a red light and I put it down when I go, when it turns green. And I ended up in Severna Park, and I decided I'm going to go get some coffee. And I sat there before I went to get coffee, and I'm just working away, working away, trying to build that momentum, trying to get things rocking and rolling. Just one more thing, one more post, one more story, one more whatever. And finally, I decided, okay, I go inside and get some coffee here. It's like 8 o'clock at this point. Yeah. And um, I lock the truck. I go inside. I order. I sit down. I go back to work. I'm sitting there working while waiting on the food. I'm not just scrolling on social media, letting life suck my time away. Um, which this morning I had some hater on on uh, Facebook, and he said, um, "What did he say?" He said something about snowmate, and he's like, uh, "Yeah, I think he said junk." First off, when you say junk about snowmate, what you're saying is the right mower we have it on is junk because the plow has nothing to do with the performance. Yeah, you're an idiot. Second off, you 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 saw an ad, you said junk. I responded and said, "Have you used one?" just to see if they've ever used one. And the response was, mowers don't work in the snow, blah, 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 blah. And I, I laughed. I'm like, so for, first off, you didn't answer my question. That's what that's what people that are filled with hate do is they don't respond to your question. Yeah. Because it's logical. They, di- they divert it. They divert it to whatever their narrative is. And so they he, he went, out, went on to say some something along the line. I don't remember. He, he was downplaying it. I basically came, it doesn't matter. I gave him some logic. He never responded back because it's just—it's just so stupid. And I told him, I said, "Stop! If you don't like something, just keep scrolling. You're wasting time, and that's wait that time. Yeah, just don't like it, but don't sit there and comment and say, oh, yeah, this is a piece of crap.' When it's yeah, no, you haven't tried it. You know how many ads I see on social media, and I'm like, I never once comment on them 
ever because it doesn't create momentum for me. It yeah. takes away from my momentum. And so anyway, I'm sitting there at Starbucks. I go inside. I do all this. I was just telling you about, I got back to the truck and I locked the keys in the truck. I'm like, ah, now on a Ford, here's what's amazing. <laughs> F you, Kyle. <laughs> on nah, a just Ford, better, baby. <laughs> on, on a Ford, there's a keypad and you can like key your way in. Does the Bronco have that? Bronco does not have that because oh. my dad's a cheap ass. So it's my father's Bronco. I'm driving around because I like it and he's out of town and, and my truck's in the, in, the, in the truck. <laughs> so what do I do? This is problem solving. This is holding momentum. I call him. I'm like, get your ass up, bitch. And he, <laughs> he wakes up, and I uh, I said, go into your Ford Pass app and unlock your damn truck. Please. He's, <laughs> he's in Florida, right? And we're in Maryland, so we're, you know, it's a two-and-a-half-hour flight away. He's like, I can do that on my phone? I'm like, just, un just open the app and just press unlock. He goes, click, truck unlocks, and I get in the truck. I'm like, thanks, dude. He goes, yeah, you're a lot smarter than you look. I'm like, fuck you, dude. That's not even funny. <laughs> But, you know, it goes back to, you know, think about what's going on. Like that moment for use me. Use your brain. Use your brain. Like that moment for me could have been a, 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 a moment of frustration or it could have been a moment for me to create some momentum and get a good positive outlook on my day. And, and I turned it into a positive. And the more things you can turn into a positive, the more momentum you create and you continue. I got to work this morning. There was an issue with the guys at the shop. Somebody disagreed with somebody else, blah, blah, blah. I got the first person calmed down very quickly and easily, gave him a compliment, got all that rectified. The other guy I haven't spoke to yet, so I'll be getting that later. But my goal is to go into it with a very positive attitude, find the light in the situation, and somehow or another, I'll create some momentum out of it, and there will be a lesson learned for that other individual. But that's my job as leader, correct? Exactly. So, guys, the, the whole momentum conversation is paramount to your success. Yeah, exactly. The Whether way I normally think about momentum is like, I don't know why. Um, I always compare vehicles. So a car, if you think about when you hit a wall, that wall is not going to go very far if you hit it with a regular car. If you hit it with a truck, you tend to move it a little bit further. Sure. But if you have a train, that train's going to carry it and take it forever. Forever. You know, and that's just kind of the way I think of it is like, it's, it kind of goes to a math slash science equation, but I layman it and just go, okay, when you hit it, how far are you going to carry it? Yeah. So, okay, let's elaborate on that. It, think of the weight per pound on the different things you the three things that you just named exactly a car is maybe say 20 good decisions it's going to hit the wall and it's going to smash the truck is probably 50 good decisions it's going to hit the wall and it's going to move a little bit inch or two yeah six inches whatever the train is like ten thousand good decisions made over a long period of time and it's going to that wall is is your lack of progress it's going to pick up that wall and it's going to like you said it's going to carry it forever exactly it's never going to slow down so what you guys have to understand is your shitty little attitude about mm, this went wrong that went wrong and wah, 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 and my little badass little stupid little um bad attitude it's not serving you anything yeah at all you complaining about something is your excuse to yourself to where you can't move to the next level. And then when you're complaining about the moving to the next level, it's your fucking fault that you're not on the next level. So stop complaining, start finding the good in everything, and that will help you create positive momentum. It's that simple. It's a math equation. Like you get what you put in is what you get out. I, I don't understand good in, good out. Why can't that why is that so such a mythical unicorn thing for people these days? I don't know. It's like the whole, I don't know. It's probably because there's, it, the problem is there's a lot of negativity. There, People can't see past that. They can't go, okay, what's going good in my life? That's correct. It's what's going on around me and how is that affecting me? That's it's correct. not how it's affecting you. It's 
You are your own person. Manage your real estate, manage what's going on in your life, and keep moving forward. There's a saying, misery loves company. Oh, yeah. And sayings exist for a reason. And you people that feel miserable, it's because you are cultivating You're it. allowing it. You are. You're allowing it to happen. And listen, I have been through the shitstorm, like bankruptcy, uh, destroyed relationships, uh, parental issues, not not my not me as a parent but my one of my parents my father perfect read between those lines um the other parent was not so great um no home no electricity no food like i've been through it all and yet my attitude in life is let's kick ass take some names exactly and the reason i chose that was because if you go look at the people around you that are very ultra successful how angry are they not really and true successful people not people that are rich because their parents you know help them or they got an inheritance those people are miserable well like okay so the person i always kind of come back to is like um richard branson Mm -hmm. all he does is charitable work now Mm -hmm. and all i ever see on his face is a smile yeah or even um mike rowe Mm -hmm. mike rowe is a fun one because he's from this area is you know he went out and did dirty jobs for how long on the road and he always has a smile on his face he's Mm -hmm. always trying to find the positive outlook on things yep you know, but that's also a person that came from not much and turned it into a lot. Look at Kevin Hart. Exactly. So that dude is short. For whatever reason, I'm not going to go down this road. I'm going to shut up on that. You one. go down the short road, huh? No, I was going to go down. The, <laughs> I was going to go down the black route, right, where everybody thinks that they're 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 at some kind of a disadvantage, and you can have your own opinion on that. I have mine, but look at Kevin Hart. An amazing human being, comes from the ghetto, had everything stacked against him, yeah. and he looked at the world and said, fuck you, watch this. Yeah, and he made something of himself. He made something amazing of himself. Yeah. He's happy individual. He's like best friends with Dwayne The Rock Johnson. And look at, okay, so okay, look at that, that guy. That's a fun relationship to watch. It's a fun relationship to watch. Now, Dwayne had a, uh, had a big advantage where his father was a famous person. You know, who knows the amount of money, but that does help, yeah. right? But Dwayne had the choice to go, okay, I'm going to live off my father's, you know, uh, fame, right? But he didn't. He said, I'm going to pave my own route and I'm going to take it and I'm going to be as happy as I possibly can. And look at him. He's nonstop smiling. Yeah. Look at um, Shaquille O'Neal. Again, yeah. another guy from, from the ghetto. Yes, he's a huge human and he took advantage of that and played basketball, but he still had to work at his craft. And he, look at the, the happy approach he's always taking. He's always joking. He's always, you know, being a goofball. And he's hysterical. Yeah, he is. He's hysterical. Look at Michael Jordan, another guy. Now, I know we're going after, like, the easy picking fruit here. But think but about it, the route that they had to go through. It's like Michael Jordan didn't make it onto the team first pick, you know, or even Tom Brady. Tom Brady was 199. Same. same. You know, and then turns into the number one best quarterback in the league. And the number one thing that they all have in common is they had a good attitude, which created momentum and took them to the top, and they didn't stop. Yeah. I will say, though, Tom Brady's book is definitely a recommended read on just his story and where he goes and how he went to Michigan and went from being the fourth bench to the starter and then went to New England. I think he was like second or third and then to starter. And he's like, so his goal was or his saying was, um, once you get me on that field, you're not going to want to get me off. So and that played into his mindset of creating his momentum to not wanting <laughs> like to being the best. Yeah. Okay, so I just looked it up. It's called the TB12 method. Yeah. He also Here's, has a really good podcast with uh Patrick Bet David. 
That is 100% a great listen. Okay, go listen to that too. So it's called, this is very close to our conversation here. How to achieve a lifetime of sustained peak performance. Yes. If you look at, what is it, the synonyms of performance, it's going to be momentum. Yeah. Right? Is it a synonym? Yes. Yes. Um, I don't know. Let's get a thesaurus. Yeah. The, <laughs> yeah I can't hardly speak as it is with the broken jaw. But anyway, you know what? I'm going to buy this right now. I am I am infatuated with people like this because not, not – I have – could care less about football could care less about baseball it's principles it's okay so michael jordan's mindset is what is so incredible to me so first off if you guys haven't seen his netflix thing um what's it called oh god i um something last the last the last uh, stand yes yes the last stand so i watched it three or four times again i'm not a basketball guy I, i could care less what i like is michael jordan's mindset he is he is a master at creating momentum. So one of the things he would do is he'd literally lie to himself and say that one of the other players on the other team uh, was kissing his girlfriend or something. I'm just picking some, yeah. something random. And that would be what he needed to create the momentum to go out and kick ass and take names. That is – that's psychotic. Like most people would consider that you're, you you have a mental disorder. You're, something's wrong with you. And the, and the fact of the matter is – it's not. He's playing a game with himself. I do it financially. I do it myself every day here. Um, but go listen to Michael Jordan's story and and not so much his career, but what he did to 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 grab onto the momentum and to pull him through. Somebody killed his father, right? He came from the ghetto. He got he wasn't first round pick. He was like kicked off the basketball team. He wasn't the tallest. He wasn't the strongest. Next thing we know. You know he's in the background working his ass off trying to create this momentum. Next thing we know, he's at like the dunking contest or whatever, and he's like flying through the freaking air in the '90s, and it looks like he's like beating gravity. But what he did was he figured out how to move his legs to hold that momentum through the air. It's this momentum conversation literally could go on forever, forever. You have to find whatever works for you to sustain the momentum you need to get through what it is you're trying to get through to get to the point where you want to be. But you got to know where you want to be before you start creating this momentum. So first, figure out where you want to be, then create the momentum and get there and then move on to the next thing. And grab yourself a rabbit while you're at it. Remember that story? Yep. Do the rabbit and repetition, repetition, repetition. Time. Do not focus on how much time has gone by. Focus on where you're going to be. Take every second you can and work towards that goal. Exactly. Period. You want to know why he uh, still does fishing tournaments? Why? Because he is obsessed with the competition. See? He's he's in NASCAR now. He owns a NASCAR team with Denny Hamlin. Oh, does he really? Yeah, I didn't know it's that. It's called twenty three eleven, because Denny Hamlin's number is eleven. He's twenty three. He's at all the NASCAR His races. Boat is gorgeous. Yeah, and and that's what I always try to tell people too. This is kind of not on the on the subject of momentum, but it's on the subject of like when I <laughs> when I build cars or I'm racing cars. I much rather build a car than race it. Exactly. I love the journey. The process. Get get in love with the process and the journey and creating the momentum and just one thing every day. Like when I work on the Audi, I try to do one thing as often as I can. Now, some days it's just cleaning the shop. Some days it's installing lights. Some days it's... Installing oh, insulation on the door. Yeah. The uh, the other day, one of the things I fixed was the... Um, the, the the upshift on the Audi it's a it's a carbon fiber paddle yeah and I ordered new paddles online and the picture they showed online was not at all what they sent me Ugh. I tried to return it they were dick wads they didn't take it back I think it's carbon tastic don't use them they're peckerheads they literally <laughs> couldn't care less about their customer service they just said basically f you it's yours take it all they did was buy it on Alibaba 
That's literally what they did. So what I did was I said, okay, F it. I'm not going to waste any more time. I'm not going to waste any more money trying to find what I want. I took my broken paddle, which the carbon was still good, but the little plastic insert that gets like glued in was the bad part. Like where it hinges was broken. Yeah. Really thin plastic. So what I did was I took the die grinder here from the shop over the weekend. I ground out the old broken plastic glued in insert from the original paddle that I really like. Yeah. And then I cut away the carbon fiber and I ground off the back of the, the plastic that was good on the new one. And then I took adhesive. I bought it from Lowe's and I just glued it in. Sweet. It took me 20 minutes. So now I got up and down. I have up, down. Every, I haven't installed it yet, but it's done. It, or at least the, the hard part is done. Yeah. And so that is going to create momentum. I'm happier this morning because I looked. I went into my shop this morning and, and looked at a couple things in the cars to, to just keep that momentum going on everything. And I just saw it sitting on the dash because I placed it right where I knew it would be safe. Yeah. And I looked at it and it just made me smile. Sweet. Because it, it's, it, it wasn't much. It cost me literally nothing. I had everything I needed right here, and I ground it away. I fixed it, and I put it together. I'm like, wow, that's that's really satisfying. So there you go, guys. There's your there's your podcast on momentum. Go out today. Create the momentum. Speaking of momentum, if you guys want to learn more about the Carlson Coaching Program, I am putting on classes. You can go on the MultimateUSA.com site. We'll do a one-on-one coaching call with you, and you can pick your time pay right there on the website and I can walk you through how to create your own momentum, what it's going to take to be more profitable. What is it going to take to live a little better life? I've been through the ringer and back. My credentials are basically came from absolutely nothing, grew a multi-million dollar landscape company, grew a big family, sold that, started a manufacturing company, and in four years grew an eight-figure business and beyond. There you go. If you want to know how to do those things, jump at jump on to uh, MultimateUSA.com and then click on the Carlson Coaching program pick your time slot and we will help you advance and better your life the link will also be in the description below damn right it's going to be there hell yeah momentum awesome all right guys that was our podcast i hope you enjoyed it and uh make sure you go to ultimateusa.com and fill out a form submission if you're looking for any of our products uh go to instagram and go to ultimateusa.com or ultimateusa or dawson mfg let us know what you think of the podcast also our email here at the podcast is hey Fastlane. Oh, yeah. At gmail.com. It's H-E-Y, Fastlane, at gmail.com. And don't forget to go to YouTube and subscribe to our Mulchmate Dawson Manufacturing YouTube channel, where I will be editing today, um, even though this podcast won't come out for a few weeks. Exactly. Awesome, Kyle. It's been a pleasure. Oh, yeah. Another one done. All right, boys. We'll catch you later. Mulchmate. Adios.